Wallace was this guy who was this comic virtuoso in a way that the, you know the comic virtuosos we read in our teens, people I read, uh, kind of the Vonnegut's and Martin Amis and these guys, they kind of didn't, they kind of kept you at a distance with their with their intelligence and something about Wallace. Partly it was that he was exactly my age, and he felt, and all the references were my world, and he felt like a contemporary. But something else about it invited you in and made you think that this was a trick you wanted to learn, you know, even if it took your whole life to learn it. And what I wanted to read you tonight isn't something that he wrote, but something that I heard him say on the radio in an interview on NPR. It's, I think it will resonate for everybody here who's a, who's a non-fiction writer, but maybe for everybody else as well, in some way. So this was a, um, one of those shows where the writer comes on and there's an interview, and there's just a chat for half an hour with the host. I think it was Tom Ashbrook, I can't remember what that show was. Um, and so then they opened the phone lines to callers. This woman from Connecticut calls in, you know, hi, hi, so she says, so I, I read a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again when it came out. That's the cruise ship story. And I thought it was hilarious, she says. And then recently I read it again, and I still thought it was funny, but this time I was aware that it was often funny at the expense of other people. So I'm wondering, David, do you see yourself moving on on a, on a trajectory from sarcasm to a more generous kind of irony? Long silence. <laughs> and then Wallace comes in and he says, That, that is an uncomfortably good question. He said, I wrote that story ten years ago, and I liked it at the time, and there are parts of it that I still like, but there are more parts of it that make me, that make me cringe, especially the, the depictions of the people I met on the cruise. I would have trouble writing a story like that now. I think that's a very common position for writers. That's partly why I don't write much nonfiction anymore. I don't have the stomach for it. I don't have the stomach to tell the truth that hurts people's feelings. That probably makes me a worse writer, but maybe a little better person. So, what do you make of that? I think that that probably means something different to Wallace than it does to most of us. I think that when you're towering talent, and you're, the, the difference between being a great artist and trying to be a, a decent person is, 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 is more of a, is, is the gulf between those things is, is more sharply defined, I think. But I think that that will resonate for everybody here who has tried to write nonfiction, the idea that there's a choice and that you have to compromise on one side or the other. If you Pull your punches because you, you, you know you care about people's feelings. If you compromise on the truth, then you compromise on the art. And at the other end, if you just if you commit to the art, you, you, you're going to piss people off and you're going to be real, you know, real prick. So this is this is the choice. There is a choice there that you have to choose to sort of move some of your pile, most of your pile, on one side or the other. There, you know, it's a sort of perfection of the life or of the work. Kind of thing, and which way are you? Which way are you going to go?